What's up, everybody? Welcome to the Long Play Listening Party, the show where we go deep on local music, writing, recording, inspiration, gear, and whatever else sounds good to us. We are back from early summer break. I'm Howie Howard from Mr. Furious Records. Got Nate Holt on the line tonight. What's going on, Nate? What's going on, everybody? And guest Brandon Phillips. Welcome, Brandon. You may know him from The Gadgets, The Architects, The Other Americans, but tonight... You will know him from Mensa Death Squad. What's going on, Brandon? Hey, how you guys doing? Nice to be hey. here. Thank you for having me. For sure. Thank you for we're being gonna, here, man. We're going to be listening to your new album, You Will Hear Thunder. And uh, pretty new. It's not your first Mensa Death Squad album. Um, nope. You know, tell us, about. do you want to tell us Oh, wait, I have a tiny little story to tell you then then. But I'm going to give you a second to prepare. I want to know kind of where Mensa Death Squad comes from. But I got to tell you real quick. First, we're getting we're getting ready for the call. Right. I'm getting my laptop out. I'm getting out my book that the laptop is sitting on to keep it from making my legs hot. Right. And I know I'm going to be talking to you. So I've got this book out. It's like 10 minutes to nine. And the book is like my heat shield, right? So I start walking around the house singing, come on, come heat on, shield. turn up the oxygen. <laughs> so I've had heat shield uh, off the first Architects record uh, in my head for the last oh, man. 45 minutes or so. <laughs> but we're not talking about that today. I didn't think... We're talking about Mensa Death Squad. I, I didn't think anybody but me remembered the lyrics to that song. Oh, man. That's a, that's a banger still. Sounds really good. Ah, thanks. Thanks. I, st- I mean, I think that record was um, was awfully damn good, but, you know. For sure. If you if, don't let me derail us into Architects talk, nah, I'll go whatever. all night on Architects. <laughs> but tell me, okay, so- tell us where did Mensa Death Squad start from? Um, okay, so if we go to, like, the... If we go to kind of like late architects, um, like architects aren't broken up or anything like that, but we just kind of put it on pause for a while because sure. it just it needed to be on pause. And and in the interest of openness, one of the reasons that it needed to be on pause was just that, uh, like, I was really like creatively, I was just getting really burnt because uh, we were just like a go 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 like factory. And, um, and I love being a go, go, go factory. I want to create something new absolutely every day, but like the, you know, just the kind of like internal chemistry of a band that had been together for that long had just become a thing where I just was having the hardest time making anything like just the hardest time having an idea, um, you know, or believing in any of the ideas I had, you know, and it was like it. It was really turning into like a paralyzing situation for me. And so one of the, one of the things I did to kind of get out of that, like the the first two things that, that we all as a group did or that myself, Zach and Adam did were to start other Americans with, uh, Mm -hmm. with Julie and with Aaron Starks and, um, and then to, uh, start Brandon Phillips in the condition with 
kind of that rotating cast of of cool characters and then along the way i just sort of got it in my head that, that it was like yeah i really need to do something by myself like i just i feel like there's uh this is gonna sound super like hippy dippy but uh i was like there there's going to be something healing that happens if i go and just go off by myself and make shit um and we're we're like we're we're cursing positive, right? Yeah, that's okay. okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, cool. Just making sure. Um, so like, you know, I kind of figured that there would be that was like a thing I really needed to do, and I needed to not wait too long. And yeah, and then somewhere along, I was just like, yeah, all right, I'm doing it because I knew I I knew I wanted to do something by myself, but I also mm-hmm. knew that like me and the acoustic guitar are not made for each other um like that's kind of hard to picture i mean you've you've covered a lot of territory but that specifically is kind of hard to picture (laughs) i i mean i have been asked to do that a million times and i have obliged cheerfully and you know given as much of myself to that idea as i could but like me and the acoustic guitar don't we're not we're not made for one another like that we're not soulmates like that and so I was kind of uh, like, uh, I can't remember whose record it was, but I just, I heard some record, somebody's record like eight years ago and I was listening to it and I was like admiring that A, it was very electronic because I just have, I have this electronic music itch that always has just sort of been around for a long, long time. Mm, yeah, yeah. I just never scratch. And then it was also very confessional. Like, I think it was, you know, I think it was actually, I think it was like that K flight single it was big on, on alternative radio for a minute. Okay. Um, and I was listening to it and I was like, this is very confessional and very electronic. And in my head, I was just like, the laptop is the new acoustic guitar. And that was it. It's like, that's, I'm, I'm going to do that because that's what I want. Interesting. So the, a lot of this is software then. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I still like, you know, I am who I am, so I have to play play the guitar, play the bass when I need it. But I'm doing my absolute damnedest to not, um, to, like, not just like trash it up. Like, uh, you know, I don't want to. <laughs> this sounds like I'm shitting on someone, and I'm. I swear to God, I'm not. But like, I don't want it to sound like fucking orgy. <laughs> like, you know, <laughs> like yeah, yeah. I don't. I, I you know, um. So, yeah, it's mostly I'm mostly I'm I'm programming. No, no, I totally buy into the idea about the laptop. I mean, um, being you know the modern day equivalent of you know a folk instrument. Um, just because so many people, so many kids, it, and they're so you know they're everywhere. So. Yeah, I mean, this is, that's that's it, yeah. We're in the future right now. I mean, it's it's well, the, yeah. I mean, the the punk thing to do, the folk thing to do, the hood thing to do is to make music with your friends or make music for your friends with whatever is at hand. And yeah. the the thing that is close at hand for most people that makes the most music. The most loud music <laughs> is a laptop, you know. So, 
Yeah, it's a yeah, it's the easiest thing to to. Yeah. Let's uh, let's hear Completely some of this laptop music, that. Nate. Why don't you uh, <laughs> why don't you hit us with something? Yeah, we can do this. Um... Homage, maybe the thriller, that thriller. Okay, so yeah, there ended up being like a lot more thriller, a lot more MJ connotations here than I expected. Mm-hmm. Like with a couple of the songs on this record, but part of it was um, okay. So I did some like, like sort of like corny therapy things when it came to making this record because I, I really am like serious about like I need like about a process by which I heal my creative you know yeah. you know creative you. self and the uh, so like I went into this record uh, went into like and started writing it when I started writing it I was I imagined that I just pretended that Nile Rogers is my executive producer. That sounds like a great and, exercise. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it was just a thought experiment. It was like, Nile Rogers will protect me from absolutely any bad decision. Like, Nile Rogers, I can count on Nile Rogers to be there and be like, man, I don't know. Do you feel it? Because if you feel it, go for it. If you don't feel it, no problem. There's no harm in trying something that doesn't work. And I think somehow that got in my head and I ended up with like, because I know I was trying to like, as I might, I'll never dial him out Rogers' kick drum because he's just too fucking good. But, like, but that was what that, that was what was in my head. It was like try to dial that, like use electro sounds, but try to make it, try to make it feel like one of those kick-ass Nile Rogers productions. Right, right. And you having know. that goal out there, you get closer to it, right? Like it's still productive whether you reach Nile Rogers' territory or not. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah, you're just. You know, you're just focusing on a point in space. You know, you picked a you picked a thing to focus on, and honestly, anytime I've ever done that, like I never, if I think I'm stealing from somebody, I'm never stealing from them. They, nobody ever hears. No one that, ever knows. Ever. Yeah. No. Yeah. No. No. And so that was like, I know when I was doing when I, at least when I was working on this beat and at least a couple of others that I had that n- executive producer Nile Rogers thing in my head and I had okay. at different points I will do the same thing with Annie Lennox pretend that Annie Lennox is like protecting me from my own judgment <laughs> <laughs> you know like like St. Annie is there to like you know kind of mop my fevered brow and just be like would you just get give yourself a fucking break and right, right. You know. <laughs> that's awesome <laughs> Yeah, that's great though, man. Um, those are very useful uh, tools. Uh, I'll, I'll employ those tools. Yeah. I mean, I mean, I mean you can. I mean, it, you can replace Nile and Annie with anybody you want. But yeah, and eventually, over the course of making this record, I did. I had like I found a real person, uh, Barb, Barb Morrison. I was gonna bring that up, but. We, yeah, can, we and, can talk about that whenever. Yeah. Yeah, sure. Well, you know, I mean, since we're on my imaginary friends, Nile Rogers and Annie Lennox, who's like my real friend, Mark Ward. Sure, sure. <laughs> like, who actually, like, who, like, they really did, uh, like, swoop down, like, one of the 
giant Gandalf eagles at the end of Lord of the Rings. And, you know, and it was like, oh, I'm, I am absolutely being whisked away to safety, uh, you know, in the talons of Barb Morrison right now. Yeah, <laughs> it was, yeah, yeah, it was yeah. like they, they made they made the safest, most comfortable space to make shit. And I can't say enough nice things about Barb. So what you're giving me a good sense of what that felt like. What was the state of the record at that point? Is this, are we in the mix phase? Or is it earlier? When Barb showed up, showed up I was still writing. Okay. And like I had, I don't know, five, six songs. And then I'll, like I have, you know, I don't know, maybe like, you know, I don't know, like half a terabyte of beats. Like I make some, I make a new, I start a new thing basically every day. Just even, I don't care if it's to say bars, I start a new thing. And yeah. if it's good, it grows. And if it's not, it gets filed away, and I'll come back to it later. But like, so like, uh, I was maybe five or six songs deep when uh, when I started hanging out with Barb. And this song uh, was the first Barb homework assignment. And that was the one with uh, where Barb was like, "Don't think about it. Just write any song." Like, it doesn't matter if it's, like, just write any song. Don't write the most personal song. Don't write, just just write any song. Don't don't think about it. Just see what comes out, right? And, you know, and the, it was like, okay, cool. And I stood in front of the microphone with the record light on and just let syllables come out and just went over that first verse, like, a, or I went over the hook, like, a hundred times until syllables became a sentence that made sense on a literal level. It was like, okay, all right, now I have a thing. Mm -hmm. And then it yeah. was like, stop, back up, make the pre-chorus good. If the pre, if that pre-chorus isn't good, the hook falls flat. So yeah, same thing. And the next thing I know, you know, it was like, and I, it got, it got fucking emo in my room that day. Like it got, <laughs> it got real emo, you know, and like. By the time I was, by the time it was time to record, to put vocals on the verses, like, and you can hear it in my voice, like, I'm fucking sobbing, mm. like, because it was like, I'm not freaked out about this. It's just happening. It was a, it was a big deal to get out of my own way, at least for that a few yeah. hours that day, you know. It had been a while. Yeah. It sounds like. Oh yeah, I mean. I mean, this is like no slight at all to anyone that I have played with in my life. It, sh it, it should not be taken as a slight to any of them. But when you play with people, and especially when you play with them for a long time, uh, you start anticipating their criticism and you start editing yourself because you don't want that. You don't want to run into that criticism or have that talk again, you know, or... <laughs> You know what I mean? Like, you think yeah, right. thing that you do that you love that they don't, and you're like, ah, how am I going to get this by them? You know? And, like, you do enough years of that kind of self-editing, and it does turn, it can turn into paralysis. It absolutely became paralytic with me. Sure. Interesting. Yeah. <laughs> um, I think people, people yeah. who haven't been in bands, I think it's really tough to imagine how intense that relationship is and how it's, it's really like a marriage in a lot of ways or another type of just really, really intimate relationship and the same kinds of patterns can grow up 
with you know with good intentions on all yeah. sides even but just that's the kind of shit that happens with people yeah um yeah i mean you it, it you want to get to a point where it's like you're what you're doing you, you know it's it's you like it and 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 uh, your band members appreciate what you're bringing to it, but I've definitely been in those situations before where, uh, what you're talking about, it's like, all right, well, I, I'm not gonna play this this chord because, like, somebody's gonna fucking look at me, and uh, yeah. not in a not in a good way, you know, like, uh, yeah, yep, it's interesting, man. I I mean, I've I've grown in those situations for sure, but it's—I can see where doing it for long enough, um, yeah, it's, it's kind of crushing in a way. Well, unlike your, yeah. Go ahead, Brandon. Oh no, I, I was saying like, there's also—I mean, you know—you have that first audience that you're playing for, and that's the people that you play with in the room, right? Like they're the first audience. And there's this a, a huge amount of reflection, like their reactions to what you do, tells you a lot about what you know, how good you you are, or how like you just can't help but take that in and like absorb that. Right, right, and then, right. And then there's the rest of the audience, the whole rest of the planet, and if their reaction is a is a different kind of echo, mm -hmm. and when it echoes back, you get a complete you know the uh, you get a completely different sense of whether you're, what you're doing is worth a damn or not or if you're just like wanking or if you really what? hit you know if you really like hit a good chord there you know it's like oh yeah. you really said something yeah right those, the rest of the world will let you know and in that weird love triangle a lot of static can build up a lot of shit can go wrong there can be a lot lost in translation and like I don't know maybe maybe there are people who are just lucky you know and maybe it's like Franz Ferdinand they just love each other and they write a hit record and you know and everything's just cool and everything feels good and so they write another or whatever like I don't know why I'm picking on them but uh <laughs> but like uh you know I don't know no man I like I, I, I enjoy this conversation because I I I, I there's all kinds of situations, man. Like, and I, I, and the the longer I, I play music with people, the more I appreciate you know a situation where you're, you know, you're free to kind of like say what you feel, but like you can try whatever you want, and, 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 and nobody's gonna like like ostracize you or anything. Like, like they might be like, you know, they're like. And, and any criticism from like they're trying to make you a better person man like those are those are healthy fucking relationships and those are the kind of fucking bands I love being in man and, oh yeah and I think sometimes maybe you have to be uh, on your own to, to feel like that I don't well, know this was like you know, the way that I'm sure that this is like, you know, the the foot of the path of the healing journey or whatever is that 
it's just me and an audience. Yeah. Like, it's just me and an audience, and if, when I'm very lucky, I'll have, like, a really good Sherpa, like, Barb, who can, you know, who can show up and be like, yeah, this is, like, you know, who can show up and just be like, I don't know, I don't feel like you're telling me the truth here. I feel like you're hiding something, right? Mm. And my interest at this point, after all the bazillion records I've made, is like I would really love to just like get down to like the gnarliest, ugliest truth I have. Like that's that's what I would like to create from for a change instead of like something else I don't want to create from the desire to get laid or the desire to look tough or the desire to be rich or whatever I just, I just want to create from like, no man you know and that's like that's Barb's whole universe is like is like create from your truth and I I fucking love that was that I'm glad we came I'm, back around to that because was that I'm not clear if you sought that relationship out or if you just kind of happened into it or yeah I got so just like stupid lucky. Hold on, I'm I'm just getting my charging yeah, cable. Man, and uh, you know I, I'm enjoying the Okay, I'm enjoying the conversation that we're having. I don't want to derail it, but we're not talking about the music enough. And I do want to get into that because, um, especially the drum sounds, man. I want to, I want to kind of like get into that. But like, um, how he kind of bring us back to what we were, um, what we were on before. But I, I was just, I wanted to know how Brandon and Barb got started working together. Okay. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. No one can talk about drum sounds. Yeah. Yes, I feel the correct. Yes, I feel the motion, the body. All right, so um, I was okay. So the way it worked out was I was bitching to my brother about. I was like, I don't want to make another MBS record by myself. Like, I don't want. A, you know, I was I was saying like I don't want to put a band together, and I don't want to like. You know, I don't want to do it any of the ways that I've done it in the past. But I feel like I really want help. I really want somebody that I trust. And like on a on a like a really deep personal level, I was like, I don't want it to be a man. Like I hear you. I, Different energy. I hear you. Yeah. No, like, I, I I completely hear you. I yeah. I have some like some like you know deep trauma from way back that I'm you know it was just like you know what I'm pretty sure if I I was like I want to find a like you know I want to find a producer that isn't a man and my brother was just like oh you should talk to Barb Morrison nope <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> he's like oh yeah Barb Barb produced uh, our, no. you know Gina from the Loon Chicks you know does stuff with Barb and Laura Jane Grace did something with Barb and uh, you know for an LP, did something, and I so I just woke up, woke up bar. It's like okay, send an email, <laughs> and no oh, man, uh, the the feminine energy and and it's just different, man. It's it's yeah, 
I don't know. I it, I'm I'm glad that I I can appreciate it for what it is. I mean, you know, some people it takes a while to, to figure it out, but I'm glad that like I'm glad I know what's up. <laughs> like because it's it, it, it's completely. I mean, I don't know, man. There there. Yeah, there's there's a lot to 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 learn and and just sit back and um yeah absorb yeah i mean like most of my tightest friendships um yeah most of my tightest friendships are women trans non-binary people and like and some and most of that is really just like on me like i just never never dealt with my past enough to feel super comfortable like to feel super you know like to feel like men aren't threatening you know on some level like and mostly in life no big deal right like i can work my job go to the gas station make music uh you know buy cigarettes visit the bar uh order dinner do whatever the fuck it is i do and it's not like a big deal but like when I need help in, you know, when I need help unfucking my creative process, and all the producers I know are are men, I'm like, ah, oh. like, shit, I know what I need here. It's a level of comfort that I'm not gonna get the dude in the room. Like, and I love, like, there are producers that we worked that I've worked with in the past too. I, I love them, but I just knew it wasn't. Yeah, it just I wasn't gonna get where I where I want to go. Yeah, I mean, that makes sense, and, you know, I'm not going to take us into a whole other lane, but, you know, our, our culture doesn't do any of us any favors when it comes to masculinity and domination and all kinds of that stuff either, so uh, what what you're saying makes a lot of sense to me, is, is I guess, the, the point. Um, Nate, you want to talk about drum sounds? I do, man. We can stay uh, here, I really you know, do. I mean, we can stay right here if you want. We can <laughs> no, at some point, man, because like, so, what? Did you stay in one program mainly, or, or were you using different programs to write? I'm a Logic guy. I really yeah. love Logic. Logic's awesome. I love Logic. Uh, so your drum sounds. What did you do? I mean, did you record live drums? Because, like, to me, and it, it would make sense if you are a drummer or play drums, uh, you would write more from that perspective. But uh, the sounds to me are what uh, they don't. Like, I know it's electronic, but the. The, the sounds kind of make it seem uh, a little bit of more hybrid. Uh, yeah. Like I could definitely hear, see, uh, you know, a drummer playing this stuff. You know, I don't know triggers or or whatever, but I could definitely see, uh, you know, an acoustic or a, a hybrid acoustic electric kit doing this. And I don't see, I, because 
And I'm not trying to, um, no. to dominate the conversation, but like my production, like, you know, I, I drum machines and stuff, but they sound electronic. These drums don't sound. Are there layers? This feels kind of layered to me. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, there's always layers. Like, I don't, I don't do anything with one sample. Like everything is mul is is multiple samples and layered, and just kind of you know tweak your shape, your pitch, or whatever, so that you know to try to create some fun texture, right? And so there was a bunch of these songs where I was like really trying to get kind of an electro version of a Nile Rodgers kit or something yeah. like that, right? And then there's some of these songs where I was like like trying to take like really classic electro drum kind of samples, mm -hmm. but make them sound kind of punk without like, without just like piling shitloads of distortion on it. Sure. Right. But like, give it, give it an almost uncomfortable amount of punch. Yeah. Cause like a lot of electronic music is so, is so smooth and it's so per perfect and it's been sanded and polished and buffed and varnished so many times that it just loses it loses a sense of like, I don't know, like emotionality or something with me. Like I get, I get really bummed when I hear awesome, when I hear like awesome ideas executed with this like over, over polish, polish stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm kind of dirty, shitty, and punk. No, I definitely hear that uh, that funky shit that you're talking about, but. Uh, you used, uh, or you uh, worked with Joel at Element, yeah. the Smasher, or, or did you mix any of this stuff with him? I mixed every. I, I didn't mean to mix everything myself, but I mixed everything myself because Barb was yeah. like, Barb kind of forced that. Barb yeah, was like, yeah. Barb was like, dude, you're like two hours away from a finished mix on every single one of these. Like, you don't need to call anyone. You don't need anyone. I was like, oh god, okay. <laughs> Those last two hours are well, that's, 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 man, that's the kind of stuff you need to hear because, like, yeah, man, you know, it, that's the t that is the the hardest part sometimes. It's just yeah. that last last five percent or whatever it is. Yeah, that's always the part where I'm just like, oh, for fuck's sakes, <laughs> let it be done. I don't want to, like. <laughs> I don't want one more pass. God damn it. Like, I don't want to change this Master Bus EQ. Right. Right. <laughs> and honestly, having been in the Architects and the Gadgets and all the other bands I've been in for so long, like, mixing is such a pain in the ass for me because I've just blasted my ears for, like, you know, a long time with very yeah. high levels of sound pressure. And so, like, like, I'm, I'm not going to be anybody's Grammy award-winning message. <laughs> you know? So that's interesting, man, that you bring that up. Because, uh, so is that, you have some sort of, uh, you know, tinnitus, you know, permanent tinnitus? Oh, hell yeah. For sure? Yeah. Oh, uh, yeah. And I can see that, man. I can see that being, a, like, really, and I, I wear earplugs and shit when I play now because, um... Yeah, it, it just got to be where, you know, two days of just like, 
not hearing anything but ringing. Like, I couldn't do that anymore. Yeah, I, I realized like two years ago that it had been a really long time since I'd heard crickets. Like shit, I can't hear crickets anymore. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And it's funny because like when I go to DS something in you know in Logic, I'll be I'll, I'll just be like scrolling at DS or through the frequencies, and right about between eighty six and eighty seven, mm -hmm. like I don't hear it. I see the light, I see it's working, yeah. but I don't hear it. Fucking <laughs> That's Shit. crazy, man. Yeah. And I think I played a gig uh, without... No. Uh, we saw a show. Uh, Amber and I, my, my wife and I, went to see... Um, I think it was like Jingles or somebody. But, uh, yeah, it was the record bar. And uh, I had earplugs and Amber didn't. And, like, something happened. We were pretty close to a speaker and, like... She was like, all of a sudden, she was like, I can't do this. And so I gave her my earplugs and the rest of the show, like, it was me. And for like a like day and a half or something like that after that, it was just like, and it's like, I can't do anything, like, musically, like, like, like critically musically. Like, it's, it's kind of pointless. Like, I can't even enjoy listening to music right now. Yeah, protect your ears, everybody. Right. Yeah, I, uh, seriously. One of the things... So talking about Mensa, Death Squad, you know, drum sounds and mixes and everything. Um, one of the things I really like and like about this album in particular is... Um, you, you've... Mm -hmm. There's that there's that Brandon Phillips sense of danger, which is fun to hear in an electronic context, right? I mean, because we know how you can create that with guitars and bass and drums, but like to hear you go electronic and still have that feel, it's 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 both sonic and emotional. Like that's pretty cool to put on a laptop, you know? Oh man, that's really lovely to hear. Well, what really grabbed me was your performances, uh, you know, the light show and just you, you know, with the fucking dark shades and guitar, like, that shit was, was dope as hell, man. Like, oh man, thank you. I love that, man. And that really, I mean, that really was emotional, man. If you, you really watched that shit, man, like you, you were holding back, like it didn't seem like you're holding back. Like, that was fun. That was fun. I mean, it might have been, um, you know, uh, emotional or, or, or you know, you, you might have been go feeling some type of way. But it was, it was uh, as a listener, as a fan, it was good to see that kind of come through, I think. Thank you. I, I just, I was like making all those videos and I was like, man, I'm just, I just have to do this because that was like the deepest part of the pandemic. Yeah, when right. Like, I'm going to buy lights and I'm just going to make videos in my rehearsal space because that's the only way that I can 
perform. Oh, man, that was fantastic, dude. It gives me a reason to keep rehearsing, and man, thank you. Yeah, it was like... Yeah, that was just, that was a great, that was a great idea, and uh, that was really well executed, too, I thought. I mean, thank you. You know. I just... I like, can't I speak just, for, I can't speak for, you know, other people, but, like, in, in terms of, like, being a musician and then being the fan and, and everything, appreciating it. And yeah, uh, yeah, kudos for sure. Thank you. That was like, uh, yeah, I couldn't all, it was like everywhere you went on social media during that first year of the pandemic, there was like musicians like playing in their houses or whatever. And it was like, mm -hmm. I'm just going to put my laptop on the coffee table and stand here in the living room and, play into the laptop and there's a hamper of dirty laundry behind me and my dog's gonna run through the frame like 16 and you're just like i hate this i don't know how other people felt about it. i'm sure other people thought this shit was charming i was like i hate this. <laughs> <laughs> like, <laughs> i'm such a showbiz whore like i want curtains and lights and fucking fog machines and you know like what man like that's <laughs> funny because you say that like i thought something that was uh like authentic in terms of like the setting, couch, uh, and stuff is, uh, um, shit. Name is, is, is escaping me now. Um, man, uh, I'll think of it in a minute. But you can put it in the notes uh, if was, you remember. We'll put it in the notes when it, when I remember, and I will remember. Um, I think I thought it was really well done, and they, I mean, they performed. Um, you know, it was electronic. Um, yeah, I'll probably remember in the in the next uh, in part two of the show actually, because uh, you know, if we haven't noticed, the music has has stopped. Yeah, yeah. Means... Finish your thought. We'll get to part two. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, man. Um, I don't know where I was going with that uh, after I lost the uh, the name. No worries. We'll pick it up next week. Brandon, but don't we'll go anywhere. Yeah. Stay with okay. us. Listeners, okay. we'll be back at you next week with uh, side two, effectively, of the new-ish Mensa Death Squad album. This has been the Long Play Listening Party. Later, everybody. Oh.